Are you tired of the same old pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 4,000 hours of the best pro wrestling events from over 110 of the biggest names in the industry from over 15 countries around the globe. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. The following is brought to you by the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Social Suplex's podcast about AEW with a proclivity for positivity. Welcome to All Things Elite. I am your host, Floyd Johnson. And with me today, uh, uh, with me today is the most positive person on the internet, Miss <laughs> Phoenix, AEW herself. Amy, how are you doing today? Sunshine and rainbows. <laughs> you know, and you know, and, and it's funny. When you, uh, you, you, you know, people and they, they think positivity is fake, right? And I tell people positivity is work. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, it's like, I have every reason, you know, you, we all have like every reason to be kind of down and sad and all sorts of things, but to choose to put on a smile, to choose to still put positive energy out, you know, to, you know, you still have negative thoughts and just to share those with your friends instead of putting them out there. It's mm-hmm. work. Yeah, <laughs> we were just talking about that. Like um, for me right now, the biggest struggle is is like keeping the kids entertained and there's crazy amounts of energy. And it's like there's no more outlet for that. So there's no like library or park or trampoline park or anything for, you know, my five year old who's like has the energy equivalent of 10 monster energy drinks and four puppies. And it's like insanity. And that's exhausting. It's really exhausting. But you can't be like mad at your kid. It's your kid, right? Like they're five. They don't have the emotional awareness of what's going on, you know. And we're also dealing with our own emotional turbulence of what's going on. So like figuring out a way to sort of talk yourself out of a negative space and get yourself up into a happier one, even if it's just literally smiling if you don't feel like it. And then it just kind of brings you up there. It brings you up a notch. Uh, my boss actually called to check on us because I, I do love my boss. I Not many people that I love as much as him as far as that I've worked with. And he was trying to give me advice. He was like, like before, and this is, I'll throw this out there to other people. If you are working from home, let's say 30 minutes before your shift starts, maybe you're used to a long commute or whatever, uh, maybe go outside, get in your car and drive around for 15 minutes and then come home. Uh, Maybe walk around for 20 minutes and then come home. Try to uh, make your routine as similar as possible. And I will tell you, uh, for me, cleaning, showering, uh, you know, doing that kind of stuff during the day, it puts me in a better mood. I, as I'm a person that hates cleaning, you can ask my wife, I actually <laughs> told her on like our third date that that's just something I don't like to do. You know, I don't do it. Don't expect me to clean a lot. But I have found like doing dishes, making sure the kitchen's clean and all that kind of stuff actually makes me look at the world a little different. 
For sure. I think a big part of that is changing up your environment. So if you go on a drive or if you get outside and you go on a walk, you're changing up your environment and you're getting yourself to kind of have a little bit of quiet in your headspace. And, you know, you just kind of focus on things a little bit better after that. And with cleaning, you know, you're making the environment around you. You have something that you can actually do to have an impact on your situation because there's not a lot of control that we have right now. You know, it's not like we can control how long coronavirus isolation lasts. It's not like we can control anything like that, but we can control our own immediate surroundings. And I find that, you know, making my bed each morning and doing the dishes, um, that that allows me to have a better impact on my personal space that's around me so that the stuff that I see is less chaotic than maybe sometimes how I feel. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, I, I, I get that. Uh, your life is more chaotic than me and mine. I will say, kids is like, like <laughs> my my difficulty level is like on. If you're playing a video game, it's like on like the basic medium. Yours is like on legendary. You have kids, <laughs> and they're it's so like, busy. Yes, and it's just like I. Just, and you know what? A lot of people don't remember themselves. I do remember myself when I was young. I used to jump off of furniture. Yes. And I I mean I was I was Macho Man Randy Savage one minute. <laughs> yes. I was Ultimate Warrior. I was He Man. And it was just like from the time I woke up at whatever time I work uh woke up in the morning to the time it was time to someone forcing me to go to bed, it was go. It and was it go was, time. It yes. was go 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 and if you wanted me to sleep or settle down it was like it would like it would take my dad giving me the look otherwise it was just 100 percent pure <laughs> energy even when i was watching tv i was jumping around doing what they were doing on the tv you know it was just that's how it was so, so i could much Im- energy. imagine this much time having to be in inside yeah. like Yeah, well, and we go on little walks, but the coolest thing is that because I do so many science workshops, I have, like, huge totes filled with stuff to, like, make slime or fake snow or do chemistry experiments. So I have a lot of activities, but, like, those also require effort on my part to do. So it's not like I could just hand her stuff and be like, here you go, make something. Like, it's very involved. But I found that doing those, you know, how we were talking about sort of sticking to your routine, we've been creating new routines. So in the morning, we do stuff like that. Uh, Yesterday, we took her bat cave and we completely painted it. We repainted it. We made it a princess castle that's also a bat cave. And uh, the day before, we made slime. And the day before that, we made snow. And, you know, we're always doing something in the morning because that's when I have the most energy to do that. And then that also buys some time for her to have screen time while I chill out and play Skyrim for like an hour. And then we go do something else. So we finally settled into something that makes sense. But man, for the first couple of weeks, it was like total chaos. Yes, I can imagine. (laughs) I am a borderline gamer now. Uh, There's this game on PlayStation 4 called Warframe. I seriously, I don't even, I couldn't even put a number on how many hours I play a day. Because when I'm not doing anything else, I'm playing Warframe. It's just, Man, I wish and, I could play video games all day. And it's just <laughs> nothing. It, it's been nothing like, and, and it's funny because I haven't done this in, let's see, I'm 38, probably 12, 13 years. Oh, wow. Yeah, I don't, like, I play video games. I've always, like, PlayStation 2, Day 1, PlayStation 3, PlayStation 4. But I can honestly say, before I started playing this game, I'd probably went six months without playing any game. Like, my PlayStation literally had dust on it because I didn't play it at all. <laughs> so it was just like, so when I, to me, for me, it's even a shock for me to be so into the video game. All you need is something to suck you in, dude. It yeah. pulls you in and you're just like, I'm sorry, we're going to kidnap you and just have your brain for like the next however many weeks of constant <laughs> playing until you finish this or days or whatever. And then you go back and do it again because you missed a couple things on the first round. Yes. And it's just, and this game is like the MM, almost like a MMORPG kind of game. So it's like, there is no win. There is no end. You just basically collecting stuff. 
Yeah. And, and be making your characters as strong as they can. And and it's just like, and then my friend Alex is who got me into it. And every morning we get on and we play together and we talk while I was in. And it's like, I look forward to that time. It is my social time. And it's like these podcasts. That is another big thing that helps me get through the day. It's like looking forward to this. Yeah, absolutely. Just having time to connect with people and kind of just do things that are fun for you, right? Yeah, like yeah. hobbies and things. Yeah. And you know, it's funny about the video games. Like I was playing Animal Crossing when it came out. Uh, and then I got really mad because I beat Animal Crossing. There's like, I was so mad that <laughs> the amount of time was so short for you to do the things that you had to do to finish the goals in the game. And the rest of it's like, you know, you can just do whatever you can make your island, whatever you want it to be. You can, you know, continue to get things and make friends and hang out with people. But there are these goals in the game and they end so soon. And I was like, well, I've lost interest in this now. <laughs> like, Come on. <laughs> I didn't even know you could beat that game. Uh, I stated last week that I'd never heard of Animal Crossing until the day the newest one came out. I never even, didn't even know it was a game. Uh, oh, so and, you know, Tiffany loves it. She's like, oh, I'm so jealous everybody's playing Animal Crossing. I'm like, oh, I, I, I never got it because it's just like me. It was like, man, back in the day, when like, we're in, we're like GTA Vice City or San Andreas came out and everybody was playing it and talking about it. Oh, yeah, it would have drove me crazy. But now that I don't play video games anymore, like I didn't play video games as much. It was just like, OK, that's a thing. And you know, kind of went on about my business. But yeah, now that I'm playing this game, it's like all I want to do. It's Exactly. <laughs> it's all you want to do. Yeah. It's like, That's oh man, works. I can watch somebody. Because I, I started watching Star Trek, the original series. And it's just like, I get through like a episode and I was like, okay, time to play video game again. Yep. Like, like I could rewatch this, this show or this season, or I could play some more Skyrim. I'm going to play some more Skyrim. I'm going to wake up early before my kid wakes up. So I can do the really mean things like Thieves Guild and Dark Brotherhood or, you know, after she goes to sleep and the rest of the time, I'm going to go catch butterflies. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I should have told people at the beginning of this. You probably want to me and, uh, me and uh, Amy haven't talked to each other in a couple of weeks. So you probably want to fast forward to like the 10, 15 minute mark <laughs> if you want to get to the wrestling. Because... I guess we should probably start talking about the show now. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, like I say, I can sit here and shoot the shit all day. But yeah. like, hey, everybody, we're just going to talk about video games and, you know, life. Like, yes, hey, why yeah, not? We're just yes. converse for a while. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So let's talk about Dynamite. Let's plug uh, Power Slam TV and let's get this ball rolling. All right. Power Slam TV, where you get access to over 4,000 hours of content. From over 110 of your favorite wrestling brands from countries around the globe, use the code Social Suplex. You get the first month free. I'd like to direct you to all of our Twitter pages, which is at AT Elite Pod, at Social Suplex, at Phoenix AEW, and at All Elite Tiffany on the Twitter sphere. And make sure you're using us, Google or Apple Podcasts, to download the show. You can either download us by itself, or you can download us on the Social Suplex page. Uh, and now we go to AEW Dark. Yeah, all right. So AEW Dark, once again, we've got empty arena shows. That is going to be the norm for at least the next six weeks. That is, you know, obviously what they have taped so far. Um, So once again, we have kind of just standard matches. We've got, it, you I know, mean, Sabian. It was Tony only Gidani. 20 minutes total show. It was like yeah, it was like 18 minutes, 18 minutes long. <laughs> but the, I, I really loved the Tony Donati Kip Sabian match because that one felt like a match. Yeah. And it was interesting. And we got to, you know, get some of Penelope's involvement in it. Um, and also they had just announced their engagement. So it was really fun to watch them together and how they were interacting as well. I mean, obviously they'd already taped this, but <laughs> it was still fun to see nonetheless. But yeah, I mean, it was just kind of a, another way to showcase some indie talent and get some momentum going and things like, you know, Wardlow, like mm -hmm. Wardlow's match was so fast that literally I blinked and I was like, it's uh, done. Yeah. QT looked good. Yep. Got him a win. And it's always important, even the lower care and lower people on the roster in the pecking order to get wins because as they get wins, when they get beat by someone else, that means that person actually beat someone as to be in, instead of beating someone who never wins. And I have to say this about Sabian. I had this thought 
His real heel move is not using the Deathly Hollows as a finisher anymore. I'm so upset about that. Because I just like calling saying it's a Deathly Hollows and having a Harry Potter reference every time. Uh, so sad. He wrestled, but yeah, he, he, he <laughs> ruined it. That was yep. the real heel move. Now I can boo him officially. Well, there you go. Well, you know, I also want to say, though, Lee Johnson was really impressive in this episode, too. Like, I really enjoy watching him, and I was so excited to see him come back out um, on Dynamite. Granted, it was a squash match, but still, like, I really like him. He's interesting to watch. So I hope that since he's been on Dark and Dynamite, that that means that we might get to see him more throughout these taped episodes over the next few weeks. Yeah, uh, they're basically... Seems like they're using anybody at the Nightmare Factory, you know, that's, you know, working, you know, regularly working outside of that training time. And then they're using as many Florida locals as possible. You saw Sugar Dunker Tenning there again. Pineapple Pete. Pineapple Pete. (laughs) He he has a shirt. Um, I I, I did want to throw this out there while I'm thinking about it. Shop AEW Pro Wrestling Tees this week until Monday at noon. 20% 20% off any purchase. They put out a lot of new merchandise. I got me a few new things. Got my uh, Nightmare Family towel. Got my Natural Nightmare shirt. And then I got my Santana Ortiz shirt, which I can say this. Santana Ortiz is my second favorite tag team in the world. That That is what you call setting up the end of the show. <laughs> That's Awesome, dude. Yeah. I, I really enjoy watching them. They're fantastic. Yeah. I love the tag teams that we have in AEW. It's freaking awesome, especially because, like, Santana and Ortiz are some are a team that I was aware of as LAX, but, like, hadn't really watched at all because I didn't really watch Impact. Um, and I think that's where they were. And then um, right after AEW formed, I saw them in a match against the Lucha Bros in AAA. And it occurred in New York City, I think. And it was a ladder match. It was amazing. I was like, holy crap, these guys are so cool. Like, now I get what everybody's talking about. So it's been really fun watching them and sort of getting to know them in a different way with AEW. Yes. um, Yeah. uh, They, I was watching Impact. And every time I went back to Impact, I went back for them. Uh, When we were in Vegas for Double or Nothing. Uh, they did a signing, and I told them, you're the only, I told them, and the Lucha Bros, you're the only reason I watch Impact. I'm like, that's, that's it. I'm like, the tag team division in Impact was the only reason I watched it. And the, the people I loved from the tag team division, LAX, and then the OGs, and then the Lucha Bros. And then AEW comes out, and they sign two of those three tag teams. I'm like, what? What are you trying to do? It's like the whole reason I watched Impact Wrestling all was on AEW. So they kind of made that decision easy when they came down to it. <laughs> yes, that's true. <laughs> um, let's go through Dynamite real quick and then let's come back to tag teams because I'm pretty sure anyone listening to this is going to know what we're going to talk about at the end of the show. But let's get through Dynamite first. You, you know what? And that is our, <laughs> you know what, people? AEW is great. And, and this really wasn't AEW's news. But they are great at dropping a like a big piece of news on Friday morning. So we have I have another show I listen to everything uh, every everything elite, and they're on the Voices of the Wrestle podcast, and they record on Thursday nights, and it's always like and I love their show. I listen every week without fail as soon as it downloads, as soon as it drops. Uh, but they always don't have the Friday stuff, so. It, this is our advantage of actually recording Friday night, Saturday morning. We always get that last piece of AEW news. We get the scoop. Yes, we get the scoop. <laughs> it's going to be fun to talk about. Um, So let's hit into Dynamite from this week. So we start off, we've got a promo with Jake the Snake, um, again directed at Cody on behalf of Murderhawk, Lance Archer. Lance Archer comes out, and I was trying to figure out who the person was that he was fighting because we didn't actually get to start watching it until I think a minute and a half, maybe two minutes after the show started, um, which was driving me crazy. <laughs> but yes, it is and what uh, it Jericho is. called him four different names in the minute that this match was on. Oh, who was it? Because even Bleacher Report is like Lance Archer against Jobber. And I'm like, no, but who? 
Oh uh, yes, so on the All Elite site, his name is Alan Alan Angels. Alan Angels. Okay, thank you. I will he go look him, him up. Angles. He called them Angles <laughs> English. He called them through. I was like, you know, as a person trying to take notes during the show, like, dude, what is his name? <laughs> Jericho is amazing. Yes, amazing on commentary. By the way, like yes. that was so freaking delightful. It was so great. I was laughing so much yeah. through these matches. And his and like, I'm not a rock music guy, but all his rock references through uh, uh, through the show were hilarious. And you know, even though I might not know who they were, I kind of got the gist of what he's talking about. He very much reminds me of when I was growing up of Jesse the Body Ventura. Somebody oh, that, so- that, like, okay, I'm putting all these people over, but he puts himself over just a little bit more. And it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Um, so the next match that we had after that, we, obviously, Lance Archer won. Uh, I, I, I do want to give a shout-out to Lance Archer on one move. He did a one-handed, it's like from a choke slam position, overhand, belly-to-belly throw was just, I don't care who you are, how small the guy you were doing, wrestling against. It was so freaking impressive because the way it was done, it didn't look like that guy had anything to do with going over. <laughs> he just looked like Lance Arch is like, hey, man, you're going over and just chunked his ass over. It was like, amazing. this is my life now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, next up we have, like, my favorite match of the night, which was Britt Baker and Hikaru Shida. This match was so so good. Even at the beginning of it, their chemistry was great. Britt, of course, is the heel in this match. But she was doing that chicken heel thing where she rolls out of the way. She's talking shit to Hikaru Shida. She's like posing next to her as she's draped over the ropes. And she's still talking back to the camera. Like, Britt was on her A-game in I, this match. It I, was so good. A heel turn was the best thing for her. It just seems like everything she does, her in-ring work, her character work, when she hit the famous sir and then stared at Billy Gunn and put her, her hand on her, it just comes off as so natural and so easy for her. And when she was trying to play the white meat baby face at the beginning, it came off as so fake. So I'm not saying she's an actual horrible person. It's just... <laughs> I'm not, I hope I hope nobody is actually taking that away. I realized what I, don't I, think so. I realized what I was saying sounded like you man. pulled a bitch card so well. Oh my god! Yes, but I'm just saying it's just like some people play some roles just better than others, and every like my enjoyment of her, my looking forward to her matches, just in anything that they do with her has increased a hundredfold since. She uh, actually embraced the heel role. Yeah, well, and, like, we were talking about that, even just her entrance when she comes out and she's talking and her posture and her swagger when she walks. Like, that screams heel. And she's so good at it. She is so good at this. But the great thing about this match, too, was that it really felt like this was the the pinnacle moment the defining moment where everything gelled together, their chemistry gelled together, their um, time spent in the ring together, in and out of shows gelled together, their charisma to the crowd, the camera to each other gelled together. Like this was the moment where it was like, hell, excuse me, hell yeah, they've got this. This is awesome. They're putting on a money match right now. This is fucking great. Excuse me. <laughs> excuse my language. This is really great. Yes. <laughs> And, it, and you know what? I am always been, I've always been a, bar, a color mark when it comes to wrestling. Of course, I'm a Cody fan, so you can imagine how that comes from getting color in the match. Accidental color sometimes is the best thing for wrestling, and this was another one. They were already having what I would consider a good to great match. You add an accidental nosebleed and uh, Britt Baker looking like, like literally like a wild animal that had just like eaten caught its prey it was just amazing it added so much to this match it added a desperation to it again her character work she's about to put her hand in Sheeta's mouth she grabs the referee takes the glove off of his head gets the glove from him 
before putting trying to putting the mandible claw in her mouth. Good lord, what kind of detail is that? I know it's just sanitary, but in the moment, it was just like, oh, she's a fucking genius. Oh, so, so good. And, like, the look on her face when you see the gift going around, she looks like she legit tapped into this primal nature of herself. Like, she doesn't look like the character Britt Baker. She doesn't look like the Princess B Britt Baker. She doesn't look like the Duchess Britt Baker. She looks like, like a kid in her gleeful, wild nature with blood dripping all down her face like she has the enjoyment of that kind of quality it was just it's the coolest thing i loved this match part of me feels a little bad too because i'm like i love this so much this match so much and you were bleeding so much and that was so great but like also real talk yeah like it was awesome (laughs) she leaned into the blood so well yeah it was so good like she was you could see her kind of sniffling to try to keep it up, and then she just said, fuck it, let's go. Let's do yeah, it. Yeah, keep that stuff yeah. running all over my face. <laughs> yes, and, and they they finished the match. Uh, Sheeta wins with uh, Shining Wizard or Anita the face. I don't know which one it was. I don't know the difference between the moves. I just think it means who's doing it. But she uh, pins her, and it was just like, people talk about never getting over in a loss. You don't really get over in a loss. Britt Baker got Dude, over in a loss. She got I, over in a loss. I came like I love Sheeta, but I came out with such a higher opinion of Britt Baker after this match. You would think she won. Me too. <laughs> well, that's kind of like you know AEW is so good with that because Darby got over with a loss. Yeah. Sammy got over with a loss. Jungle Boy got over with a loss. Like all of these people, they're doing such a great job of building people up with losses and you know obviously the blood on here was was an accident who knows what the situation was there but even that added to that element there's another tick on the notch of people getting over in a loss and obviously you know Sheeta won this match she's moving up in the division she's going to be challenging for the title obviously that's what we're setting the tone with the story here and that is awesome. She does great. And we've been all collectively wanting to see her in the title position for a long time. But having Britt Baker also come out, you know, to where everyone's talking about her is also really freaking cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is. It's, it's amazing. I just, we hadn't seen really any women's wrestling on the show and they came in and they knocked it out of the park. Uh, a couple another funny part in this match is when she was trying to drape her over the guardrail the guardrails are usually more fortified than they uh you uh, you know than they were then they you know so the wrestlers that were sitting out there actually had to hold her so she could do her move and i was just like it was against the heel Britt baker so it worked out but it, it like there's like I could probably do a show on this match because there were so many, <laughs> it was so, so good. many, so many little things that I noticed each person did during the show, uh, during the match. That you know, yeah. So, but no, I digress. Great match. I, I like. I don't like. I don't do stars having, but this was. I had to set a solid four stars. Probably other than to me, the first Rio and Nyla match that was like on dynamite. Day one, I would say this was the best match in AEW. Totally agreed. It was amazing. I would have uh, loved crowd. I would have loved the crowd reaction. Oh my match. god, I miss the crowd so much. Oh, that's actually a perfect time to bring this up. So we were talking about how much we really miss the crowd. Like the show itself is great. The show is a great pick me up every Wednesday. It's a fun show. It's got great matches, great moments, etc. But you miss the crowd. Um, during WrestleMania, my husband ended up putting on this general stadium noise loop. So that's what we Googled, stadium noise loop. And it's the stadium crowd sound effects, one hour. And there are these generic chants that happen throughout that sound exactly like they're saying AEW. And then during the next match, which was the best friends match, there were chants that sounded like they were saying best friends. Now, obviously, these chants are just generic chances. Your your brain fills them in. But it was really, really nice to have the sound of a crowd kind of low-key in the background so you could still hear everything that was going on, but also still get those chants because that's part of what makes this show so 
good. I love it. So if you're finding that you're missing the sounds of the crowd in these empty arena shows, definitely think about running, you know, a stadium noise loop behind it, general crowd noise, wrestling crowd noise, whatever you prefer, because I've found that every show that we've watched so far, whether it's WrestleMania or Dynamite or Dark, has benefited greatly from having just that comforting crowd in the background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can, I can see, I can see that because the shows are all just so quiet, and you just need a little bit more. Uh, the audience on the outside with the Gun Club, the uh, the local wrestlers, and then the heels on the other side. It adds a little to it, but it's just. Oh, not, I love it. Yes, I love that they do that. Yeah. And if you re- if you put the crowd noise quietly, you can still hear them too, <laughs> which is even better. <laughs> um, so next up, we had a couple of promo packages, and the hilarious thing about this, I don't know about you, Floyd, but these promo packages solidified the fact that Jake Hager is not walking away with the title. I knew he wouldn't. Well, I was sure he wouldn't, maybe, but this was like. Jake Hager's like, I'm in it for the money. I don't need prestige. I'm only in it for the money. And then his wife is like, we're a house of winners. If Jake doesn't come home a winner, he doesn't come home. She, <laughs> she, she might have a future in this business because I generally so hate because I hate her, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like her voice, the whole don't come home thing. I hate her. And that's oh what God. you're supposed to do. You're just like, you know, some people just have this natural, hateable persona. She does. Uh, I, I take stealing this from another show. I don't know which show it was. So uh, if you're listening, I'm sorry. Uh, but uh, Moxley does a better job of getting Hager over than Hager does. Oh, God, Hager sucks. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. This is the show that has the proclivity for positivity, but like, <sighs> Hager's there. <laughs> it, it's one of those things. They booked him in the perfect role as Jericho's bodyguard. And of course, you know, as a first contender to a Moxley, perfect guy. He's a legitimate badass MMA fighter. You're going to be able to build him up to basically give Moxley a notch on his belt. I love that. But there is no question who's winning this match. I don't yeah. have to read a spoiler. I don't have to do anything. We all know who's walking away with the title in this match. Well, Jake's going to have to find a new place to live then. So, sorry, boo. <laughs> um, I could not get over that, though. His wife was hilarious like oh god and like i said my it, favorite it, line <laughs> so bad <laughs> it came off of very real housewives of whatever city yes. that you're into you know in that little room saying how they feel about everything like i said she has a hateable just persona i was gonna say a hateable face but you know she's yeah, not that's bad me. looking but yeah. she uh she has a hateable she has a hateful persona. It's just like when she talks, that tone and everything. And I know she was trying to do it. This, in a lot of ways, this is very much a compliment because she was trying to come off as unlikable. So she did a good job of that. She might be the sweetest person in the world yeah. and then just really nailed that because she was like desperate housewives meets Karen meets bitch face like all at once. <laughs> it was so good. And I mean that in the best way. I don't know how to say that. Yeah, that's what I'm like. How do you tell somebody, how do you say somebody's good at being like a vapid bitch? But no offense, you're really great. You're doing great, sweetie. It's it's literally supposed to be a compliment. You know what I mean? And it's like, and the worst part is that she uses her real name. So I can't say, oh man, the character of this is amazing. It's like the character of your real name. I don't know. Never mind. It's just like, yeah. <laughs> there's so many ways for this to go bad, you know? <laughs> oh, my gosh. All I know is that that line sold the whole thing. Yes. And it was so funny yes. and so hilarious. I just loved it. Yeah. Um, you know, speaking of hilarious, the next match we had was Best Friends versus... Did they ever settle on a team name for themselves that no, wasn't also this, Best Friends? <laughs> this match was for the name Best Friends. There was stakes oh my on the God, line. I didn't realize they had yes, a stipulation. Yeah, yes. So yes, they That's showed great. a vignette early in the night where um, Omega says they need a name. Knox says 
why don't we be best friends? Because we are we are actually best friends. He says, you're an EAVP. You can make it happen. Turns out Orange Cassidy is in the bathroom listening to everything. And then he lets the real best friends in. And they get really angry at them. And they say, you want the name on the line? You don't want the name on the line? The name is on the line. So that's Oh, my know. God. I missed that. That made ugh, that would have made this so much more fun than it already was. Yes. Um, I just loved that Jericho was, like, hyping up how close Kenny and Nakazawa were like they've been best friends for decades they were tag team partners in DDT they've been tag team partners for over a decade in Japan and I'm like what are you trying to pull Chris Jericho this isn't Kota Ibushi and then he's like you know in, in other nefarious companies before Kenny Omega went to New Japan and I was like okay there we go like <laughs> it, yeah, was, it, it was you really know, funny like drawing those parallels you know, it's funny because you think about wrestling and everything else. You always have friends that may do things, and they say, man, if I ever make it, I'm going to come back and get you. You think about Kenny Omega, he did it, you know? Yeah. He made it, and he said, hey, Nakazawa was one of the first AEW signings. So just think about it. He came and got his friend. I'm pretty sure he does more than just wrestle, but it's just it's kind of cool that uh, – there's just a thing about Kenny that's kind of cool about him. He's like, he came and got his friends. Come on. Yeah. Well, and there's, they're really, really great together. I really enjoy watching every Nakazawa match. And this match had shades of DDT in it, which was great and hilarious. This, I just love it. I love Nakazawa and Kenny Omega matches because I love Kenny Omega matches when he's like, you know, the best bout machine and like super serious and energetic and everything's on the line. But I also really love laid back. Let's have fun. We're also going to have a wrestling match, but we're going to have fun. I love fun matches. This was great. Yeah. There's so much more to pro wrestling than seven star and whatever matches. I mean, I love those things. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I love them, but you know, like a match like this was, it's just fun. And you're, you really are. It's like, you should turn your brain off on watching wrestling anyway, but you should turn it all the way off on watching this match. Yeah, because if you're sitting there, like, catriquing, like, the believability or, like, the seriousness, like, you're missing the entire point. Yes, this is a fun <laughs> thing. If you don't have time for it, you know, it's okay to skip some stuff. You know what I mean? It's okay. I wouldn't have because I thought the match was very entertaining and fun, but it's just, yeah, this wasn't the moment. It's Kenny Omega and Nakazawa, and you got Sean Spears on the outside saying, impress me, Nakazawa. And, you know, it's like, he's never going to Oh, that was so good. Already. I'm going to steal your tag team partner, Kenny. Yeah, <laughs> yes, I'm going to steal your tag team partner. And it's just like, this is like cool. Uh, I don't know. It's it's just like everything, is, everything with this match was just fun. You know, if I had to give you this, like, hey, what's your star rating? I was like, fun. And there, there's yep. no star. <laughs> <laughs> lollipops they, they, were, they, were, they weren't out there to get six stars they were out there to, to entertain and i honestly think this was you know the, it served that purpose yeah 100 percent, dude um you know next up we got another match that served its purpose it was a squash match it put over Brody lee mm-hmm. lee johnson was there i mean it's funny because like i don't want to be like negative about it because i don't really have strong feelings about it but you know, squash matches are just kind of that. There's not really much else to say about it. The Exalted One is doing his thing, still cutting promos, still building his character. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, the squash matches are helping to show that he's still a strong dude. And but again, they happen. Yeah, it's and it's like, you, you think about it, again, 20 to 30% of the roster. Like, let's say they might use Sonny Kiss or someone else that would put up more of a fight, you know, in this match. And you may maybe put a show a little bit more of who Brody Lee is. They don't really have that option right now, so they are doing with the best with what they got. Exactly, especially because they're wrapping things up right now with the tournament, which is the next match. And you don't want people who are in the championship tournament to be in squash matches because that just destroys their capabilities of being in the championship tournaments. It kind of you know. Negates that. Before so, we got to the t- title match, there was a Matt Hardy promo. Oh. I don't know if that's in yours. So No, he, go for it, dude. Yeah, he, he basically, uh, it was from the compound. He uh, basically said you, um, you insulted the elite, and then you tried to take, 
Uh, you tried to take uh, Vanguard 1 away from me. Vanguard bring me the shirt. And he actually brought him a, you know, all delete wrestling shirt because he was burning the inner circle shirt, which was funny. He then challenged Chris Jericho to come to the Hardy compound and face them into a elite deletion match. I have two things to say right now. The first one is you made that make way more sense than Matt Hardy did in his promo, which is not a negative thing. I love how weird and strange and creative and unnerving Matt Hardy is with his character. I think it's so fun to be like off my toes with this. Um, But I also love the idea so much of them potentially having Jericho come out to the Matt Hardy compound. I was so excited with the ultimate deletion Bray Wyatt thing. Like that kind of was one of the first WWE things I saw when I got back into wrestling and that was so cool. So that was one of the things that I was really excited about with Matt Hardy is to tap into that creativity and different environment to have these matches in. Man, I hope they do that. That's going to be really, really cool. See, and I know they're going to do blood and guts. I, I know they're going to do blood and guts. But wouldn't it have, like, the elite versus inner circle, you know, the elite with Matt Hardy versus the inner circle, and a ultimate, you know, ultimate dele- or elite deletion match at the compound. That would have been a great replacement for it. I wouldn't even call it replacement, but a great way to set up even more the blood and guts match. Like five on five cinematic fighting. That would have been awesome. I love cinematic matches. I need more of them. And he's so good at this. <laughs> I am one of those things with those so many cinematic matches happening in the last week. I want them to do this match 120%. I would wait about three weeks to a month. Let yeah, the other sir. ones get out of everyone's head. Because it's funny. This is, I wouldn't call it an original Matt Hardy idea, but he innovated the idea. Not saying there's never been cinematic matches before, but he's the one that brought it to a major level, made it go viral, that kind of thing. So he's kind of the innovator of it. And I don't want it constantly compared to what you just saw because what you just saw, you know, was its thing. And I think everyone should be, you know, appreciated or judged on their own merit. Totally, completely agree. Gonna happen anyway. Yeah. But I totally completely agree. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. The three matches were compared against each other. They all had three completely different storylines. And it was just like, but I can say, I know this is an AEW podcast, but I want Mark Calloway, AKA The Undertaker, and all the Netflix beam action movies forever. Forever. In eternity. I think one should be coming out like every three months. Seriously. And, you know, this kind of goes along with your point, though, of um, (laughs) we can be happy about cool matches and not have it be, well, this person did it first and this person did this better. And I don't think that they should be doing this because they did it first and they only did it at WrestleMania. And now they're doing like, shut up, dude. Shut up. Just close your mouth and enjoy the shit that you're watching because it's cool as fuck. And we should be grateful we have it. Yeah. So that's where where my stance is before any of that goes down. Like, I was so excited about the Boneyard match. And I was so excited about the Firefly Funhouse match. Those had me giddy. It was so great to feel giddy. And the idea of Matt Hardy having an epic match with the Elite and the Inner Circle at the Hardy compound also has me feeling giddy. This is a great great thing especially right now when we have empty arena matches and no crowds why not utilize that creativity in doing this really cool cinematic stuff this is awesome yeah definitely and you can do it in a way that it sets up for blood and guts like they're in a fight they you know go 30 whatever minutes and then at the end like the inner circle just drives away and there's no real winner you know and then you can be like okay this is going to be continued at blood and guts oh god i can't wait for crowd shows and pp like pay-per-views yeah, <laughs> like like, like, so like it's funny because i kept hearing different <laughs> rumors i heard that like that vegas extended their 
uh, quarantine, and someone they said to June first, and I was like, I go to Las Vegas. I'm like, dude, that's after double or nothing. Typing in real hard and being silly, and they're like, only to April thirtieth. I'm like, woo, yeah, yeah. Like I know double or nothing's not gonna happen. I do, yeah. but it's. But I you need, still want to have your hope. I need that light at the end of the tunnel. As, yeah. as even if it's a flicker, I just need something to possibly look forward to. Yeah, no, I, I hear that. I hear that. I unfortunately have completely given up all hope for Double or Nothing, which leaves me in a very, very sad place when I think about it because there is no light. I don't know where the light is. I don't know where the flashlight or the candle or the matches or the flint or any of it is, and it sucks. So hold on to that light because if you let it go out, it sucks. Um, I cannot wait for the next crowd show it's going to be amazing the outburst from the crowd is going to feel insane the energy wherever it is i'm going to be there oh man seriously like like, i'm not and i say that and it's like oh no i'm not joking i've told my boss the first show they announce with people i don't care where it is it could be in seattle it could be in new york it could could be be in phoenix it could be in bangor (laughs) it could be in bangor maine i'm gonna figure out a way to be there yep (laughs) It's like, I don't care. 100%. (laughs) Yeah. All right. uh, Let's go to the main event of Dynamite. We've got the first championship match in the tournament. We've got Cody versus Sean Spears. This was fun. I was not really fully aware of Sean Spears when they met the first time at Fighter Fest or at All Out. And like I knew he was Ty Dillinger, but like I, I did I wasn't watching WWE at the time, so like I knew his name, and that was kind of it. I love Sean Spears. Sean Spears for me personally is like a homegrown AEW talent, and I know that's silly to say because he's been in the business for a long time, but like I love him so much. He's so good, and it was so great to see him shine so well and be so strong and so powerful and so vicious in this match and like even though Cody won and that was the right outcome by the end of this match I was actually hoping Sean Spears would win and I even said because I knew as soon as I would say that that Floyd you would be like the audacity but I was like I feel really guilty about this but I really hope Sean Spears wins right now. <laughs> I, I really want to upset in the first round, not this one. I um, That was my biggest problem with this show. If I have to say I have a problem, like gun to my head, because I don't really have a problem with the show. It was kind of how predictable the show was. So as much as I don't want Cody to lose, if he would have lost, it would have at least added a little something to the show you know what i mean yeah but i also think it would have taken the wind out of the championship a bit too because like we want to see cody win right he can't go for the title but you want to see go there's this guy the little bug of a guy that y'all like that has paint on his face i I think i think people could get behind him winning the title heck yeah dude (laughs) well and also i was like okay if cody wins this match darby's winning the next match i don't even remember who darby's fighting i'm sorry okay i thought so but i wasn't sure okay so sorry sammy g but you are out of this tournament darby is winning we're getting cody darby too and darby's freaking going over this time that is how this is going down maybe i'll be wearing my <laughs> i'll be wearing my sammy g hit me up shirt during that match because i am t- on team f darby allen right now oh! uh the audacity. Right. Why? Hey, he, he, he is the worst partner in AEW history. No one should ever tag up with Darby Allen because he's probably going to attack you or let you be attacked by the end of the match. He was upset because he's the big, strong boy and he lost. And, like, you know, Cody was just trying to help him feel better and he couldn't handle needing to be pitied. So he pushed him away because he didn't want to be pitied. Cody was being a man and thanking him for putting, getting him out of the way of the chair shot. And he was just trying to thank him, say, man, it sucks we lost. And he, he could just get punched in the face for absolutely no reason. It'd be different if Cody had accidentally clotheslined him or gave him a disaster kick or something. <laughs> 
but literally no reason he knocked out Cody. You know, sometimes young adults and teenagers do dumb things based on their emotions. And Darby Allen was just in a whirl of his dark and twisted emotions of, you know, self-loathing. Those kinds of things. Usual. Hey, you can can (laughs) make fun of Tony Schiavone. You can beat up whoever you want. Don't touch Cody. That simple. Well, I will be really looking forward to the episode where we cover this and I get to celebrate Darby's win and you're mad because Sammy Guevara lost. I, I don't know if you listened to the prediction show. I actually predicted Darby Allen to be Cody. Oh, well, yeah, because you were just saying that Darby was going to win the whole thing maybe, right? Yes, yeah. I, I think me personally, of course I want Cody to win the title. Yeah. I mean, I don't even feel like I should have had to say that knowing who I am. <laughs> But I'm I think the best decision is putting the title on Darby. I think I, that, I think he's the best decision. Completely agree. And, you know, it's it's interesting. Who do you think he, he faces in the final round, though? No, I think he faces Lance Archer. And I think that's really... Uh, that's tough. Yeah, because I know they're building up to Lance Archer Cody, but they yeah. all... To me, everything doesn't have to be so linear. Yeah. It's like, oh, Lance Archer come in. He doesn't like Cody. Lance Archer versus Cody at the next pay-per-view. Why does it have to go straight to that? Why can't we build up a little excitement for Lance Archer and Cody? You know? Just like we did with Darby and Cody. Yeah. It may be Cody's in a different match at the next pay-per-view. It's Lance Archer versus Darby. Maybe Cody screws over Lance Archer for pissing him off or whatever. Or has something to do, uh, has something to do uh, with Darby Allen winning the title and Darby Allen wins the title, you know that kind of thing. But there's a lot of different ways to go. I'm, you know, I'm not really predicting. I'm just, just throwing out some just, scenarios. Yeah, just throwing sure. out some scenarios. But I just don't like. I Cody shouldn't be the first champion. I think it, that's fair. But I think I, that I also wouldn't be upset if he was. I want him to be the champion, and I want him to have a long run. I don't think he should be the first champion. That's fair. Yeah. I want Darby to get it, though. I want I Darby want, to so be. I'm so excited. I think it does, literally winning that title does nothing for Cody. It does everything for Darby. This it is does, true. It does a lot for Lance Archer, too, if they wanted to get him on the title. But it's if, also tough to have Darby beat Lance Archer if Lance Archer is supposed to be the big, strong dude. Yeah, but that's the whole thing about Darby. He's relentless. That's his, this is true. That's his whole thing. It's like he can take a beating. And it's just like, of course, the big man, little man uh, combination is something everybody can get behind. I would, you know, like I said, it's just I think out of the eight people in there, in, in there and it was just like I, Cody cut a real promo earlier and he was like, I need this. You know, they want to win. I need it. And I was like, it's actually the opposite. <laughs> you like, want it. You don't need this. You are a former <laughs> NWA world champion, sir. You, you know, you know, your your match means something no matter where it is on the card, who you're wrestling, because you're Cody. Everyone else in that division, everyone else in the all the other eight people need it. And I think Sammy G or Darby Allen, if you're looking at fresh, you're looking at towards the future. That's your champion. If you want a monster heel that somebody has to overcome, you go with Lance Archer as the champion. Cody being champion is just just kind of another notch. It's in just his Cody belt. being champion. Yeah, like, yeah, of course he was gonna be belt. champion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess yeah, that's so, true. That's yeah, true. Yeah, it's just like I don't know. I always want Cody to win. Always want Cody to win. Don't get me wrong. I'm just like, this is me putting on what's best for the company hat. Probably not Cody being champion. That is fair. Well, since we're talking about looking to the future, the big news that came out today was pretty relevant to the future of AEW and AEW's tag team division. And potentially, you know, when when it comes to people talking about where they might fit in, could be maybe somebody that Sean Spears might be looking to eye pretty soon, too. And that is the revival were officially released from their contracts today no non-compete clauses they are good to go at the drop of a hat just in time for there to be no arena like empty arena shows everywhere but the revival are 
ready. They're yeah. ready to go. Let's give, so, I mean. Uh, I was going like, to just give a little color to people on this situation. Why they're, you know, there's no compete clause or whatever. The Revival actually, WWE had paid out their low end on what their contract. So they actually haven't received money since February, January, as reported. The point of a 90-day no-compete, and the only reason it's a thing, is, is if you want to get paid your money for that 90 days. If you're not being paid money for that 90 days, and that doesn't matter, the Mises release is immediate, and you can start working wherever you want. That is why Dash Wilder and... Scott Dawson, which will know will won't be their names going forward, but uh, that is why FTR is released and available now. And even though they can't use the revival's name, they have trademarked FTR, so they can use that. Um, Floyd, everyone's asking, where do you think they'll go? Do you think they'll go to Impact? Do you think they'll go to New Japan, or do you think they'll go to AEW? Where do you think the revival well, so will go? <laughs> Scott Dawson and Dash Wilder, as they were previously known, are from North Carolina uh, in the South. Another company that we know of is in the South. Not very. Uh, second, they both consider themselves dusty guys. Direct quote from them. They're dusty guys. So, huh, no, no, but seriously, it's been rumored that they had been turning down the contracts forever for the sole purpose of signing with AEW. And fulfilling like what a seven year long feud with the young bucks. <laughs> yes. And it, 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 the crazy part is, um, you know, they both in 2018, they said one day the young bucks are going to wrestle the revival. And it was like, they sent out the tweet. I don't remember what it was, what, what year it was. Cause I'm really bad with that kind of stuff. And, they just put out the tweet, and uh, they put out the tweet, and they reminded them, and they just, just threw it out in the universe. And now it's pretty much looks like they're a lock to join. Uh, everyone seems to be putting them with Sean Spears. I want them to go with Cody Rhodes, of course, and uh, because, you know, they're his guys. And, man, it's going to be great because you know how Kenny – has his bucks, right? Cody can have his FTR, and you know, little inner strife there. I love, I love that in wrestling. But I don't know. I don't know what they're gonna do. But uh, I, the revival are my favorite tag team in the world. It is on Earth. Period. I, I don't know if you saw my post today. I posted up three different pictures with me and the revival. One was at WrestleMania 31 before they even made their debut on TV. And I met them, and they told me they were, they're were they the best tag team I'd never heard of. And I was like, in six months, we'll know if that's, you know, I'll know if that's true. Six months later, they were the NXT Tag Team Champions. And I have been in love with them and how they work forever. So now you have a tag team division in AEW with three of my probably top four tag teams in the world my definite number one and number two i couldn't be happier and i can't wait to see what they do and they are perfect contrasts for everything else everybody else because they are a ground-based mat-based style and they're you know they're the revival they are 80s tag team wrestling this is gonna be awesome and i can't wait to see when we get to see them um, if it obviously is going to be after the six weeks of taping, like, you know, how they're going to fit this in, what they're going to do. I'm sure that they've got all the wheels moving on, you know, what their plans are with this. And then we just get to watch it and it's going to be awesome. That's um, the great thing about having a genius as like a CEO. He's like, if you release this day, this is what we're going to do. If you release this day, this yep. is what we're going to do. <laughs> Tony Khan, I have no doubt that he had 10 plans based on whatever happened. You know, it's also great, too, because for New Japan, we, we think about Gato and his long-term booking, and now we get to have some kind of insight in Tony Khan and his booking, and, like, it's just awesome. It's fun. Yes. So Dash Wilder is going to be going by Cash Wheeler. 
Oh, that's such an 80s name. I yes. love it. And uh, Scott Dawson is going to be Dax Harwood. Oh, <laughs> that is so good, too. That's fantastic. Yeah, so the, it's going to be Wheeler and Harwood instead of Dash and Dawson. So that is hashtag FTR. That is your tag team. Fantastic. Well, I am looking at next week's Dynamite because I just pulled it up out of curiosity. And I want to close the show with what we have to look forward to next week because somehow, yet again, Dynamite continues to impress and just be a blast to watch. And I haven't even seen, obviously, next week's show yet. So next week's show, here's what we have announced so far. We have the no holds barred match between Jake Hager and John Moxley for the AEW World Championship. Seeing Moxley is always awesome. So this is going to be great. Jake Hager hopefully will put on an entertaining match. That'll be great. Moxley, no, like undoubtedly will. Um, we also have Chris Jericho and Tony Schiavone on commentary again. That is going to be awesome because they make a fantastic team. But then this match that I'm really excited about is Lance Archer and Colt Cabana. Colt Cabana is so fun. I love him. I absolutely love him. I love him because he puts on fun, skilled, and funny matches like Kenny Omega. So it's always just a good time. And Lance Archer and Colt Cabana both have experience working against each other in New Japan. So seeing them meet again like this... I can't wait. It's going to be so great. So I'm really excited for next week's show. Championship match. Fun match. Badass commentary team. It's going to be so good. Yeah, it's going to be uh, it's going to be uh, amazing. Uh, he, we've seen him in New Japan wrestling against Yano. Uh, Colt is like, uh, almost to put it in terms, lack of better terms, a tougher Yano. So I know... Uh, Lance knows how to work with him, so I'm looking forward to a very exciting match. And it won't be a squash match. It will not be a squash match. <laughs> I'm going to be so mad if it's a squash oh, match. Yeah, I was going to say we get we get <laughs> we get two non-squash matches next week. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's going to be fun. Yeah. I don't know what else they're going to have on the card, but you know, every week Dynamite continues to delight, and you know, we're sitting here at home. We're stuck with coronavirus isolation. We're doing the best we can with what we have in our own lives. We're looking to the future of uncertainty. We don't know how long this is going to last. Things kind of suck sometimes. And I know that for me personally, I will be in just a slump on Wednesday. Just kind of like, all right, I guess I'll watch Dynamite. And it always lifts my mood. It always picks me up. And I just feel so happy during and after watching it. And I'm so grateful that we have something as fun and uplifting and energetic as this to make our weeks, like, not only tolerable, but awesome sometimes. It's, it's honestly really the only reason I know what day it is most of the time. Legit. Legit. Like, Monday is BTE. Surprise. Yeah. Tuesday. I know Tuesday because it's not Dynamite Day yet, but Dark Day. Wednesday's Dynamite Day. Thursday is sad day, and then the rest of the week is just kind of like hazy. Of yeah, un yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I want to be like, oh, okay, I know this has to happen, but yeah, is this almost over? I don't know. Can we get back to Wednesday? Let's do this again. That's where I'm at right now. Is it Wednesday yet? No, but it's Floyd Day, so that works. <laughs> yes, I, I man, I, I look forward to doing these shows. Amy, you, you, you and Tiffany are amazing to talk to. And you're uh, every other week's uh, rotation, and it's great. And I, I thank you for always being there. Oh, absolutely. I, I feel so happy right now after we've sat here and talked and chatted about video games and wrestling. And my, my mood is like a complete 180 from earlier. <laughs> where yes. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> and now I'm like, yes, today's great. Yes. So thank you. Thank you. Uh, I'm just going to, like, get to playing video games so i will tell everybody just do what you gotta do you know as long as it's illegal and you know not getting anybody sick do what you gotta do to be in a good mood i and thought you just said as long as it's illegal as long as it's legal <laughs> legal L -E as long as it's illegal go oh out god please please don't do anything illegal yeah, and, no. and if you do anything <laughs> illegal 
Don't say Floyd told you to do it because I did not. Uh, do, you do not have permission from the not, podcast of positivity. You do not have it. Just do what you can. If it's doing a push up and you haven't, you set a goal. Set a goal. That that's what I'm like. Set little goals. Like I love set, how you're like do a push up, and I'm like go eat some cake. Yes. <laughs> I mean, whichever one, whichever one it is. I know some people like to work out. I don't. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, it's sure. not my thing. I'm going to be on the eat cake side of it. But <laughs> I know there's some people that want to work out, get some sunlight, you know, sit out on your stoop, whatever. You know, practice social distancing. Don't get old people sick. That would suck. You know, that kind of thing. Find a way to make yourself feel good. Yes. Even if it's just for a few moments in a day, having something that you can do that feels good good that makes you feel happy that brings a smile to your face or some bit of peace to your mind is so important especially when times are so uncertain so finding something that you can do to lift up your day even just for a minute go chase that with gusto yes and you know treat yourself man whatever you can do i mean i'm gonna me and my wife are gonna watch trolls world Two world tour either tonight or in the morning you know you just got to make your life, try to pretend your life is as normal as possible. This is where the suspension of disbelief from wrestling actually helps in real life. There you go. And then, you know, next week we have Wednesday again. Yeah, yeah we so, have Wednesday. And yeah. let's see, maybe get more Jericho on commentary. Oh, we my God, will. he's so, so good at that. And it's like he's one of those things that almost annoys me that that dude seems to be good at everything he does. He's untouchable. Yeah, he he is, you know. He, he is very much untouchable. And when it comes to just being all-around entertainer in wrestling, he very well may be the GOAT. Agreed, 100%. All right, anything less from you, Amy? No, I'm just looking at next week. This is going to be a dope card, great show, super fun, and I can't wait to uh, be back with you in two weeks to uh, talk about it again. This is going to be great. All right, for Amy, this is Floyd. I want to wish for all the people to celebrate a happy Good Friday and a happy Easter. For those that don't, cel- don't celebrate, have an amazing weekend. Watch some old wrestling. Dude, you know, just go on YouTube. There's all sorts of gems out there uh, to brighten your day. Buy yourself a video game. Do whatever you can, but make sure you're reaching out to your friends and family doing mental health checks, making sure everybody's okay. This is an important time that, you know, some people are not able to do the stress relievers that they're used to doing. So just make sure you're being there for everybody. But most importantly, whether it's home, home, or home, always do your best to be elite. (laughs)